Welcome to the 12th house. I'm Michelle, your host and that which in charge here at Holisticism. And I am so happy that you're tuning in with us. Hi. This is our fourth and final episode on meaning making systems. We did a, a mini series on this idea that we as humans are obsessed with making meaning of the world around us. <laughs> Makes sense. And we use different systems to understand how we operate in this space, how the world makes sense. So we've looked at some more spiritual perspectives, human design astrology, the Enneagram. And today we are closing up this series with Shana and Dana from De Luna to talk about human design, but also like a lot of other stuff. <laughs> Some very fiery opinions coming from a bunch of projectors about spirituality. And that's all I'm going to say. So I cannot wait for you to listen. And I cannot wait to hear what you think about this. If you don't already know who Shana and Dana are, oh my God, you're going to fall in love with them because the Day Luna podcast is amazing. Go pause this, go subscribe to the Day Luna podcast and then come back. And they're just good people. We've gotten the chance to hang out a couple of times on the internet and they're real ones. And before we get into it, I just want to remind you that we have some special things happening this month. If you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast and send us a screenshot of your review, you will be entered to win some holisticism swag. We are giving away one of our special edition sweatshirts. There are three that are available right now. They are limited edition, so they will only be available for a short period of time until we sell out. So if you win, you'll get to choose whichever one you want. I can rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast and just a screenshot of your review and you'll be entered to win. And with that, I'm going to pop into this episode. I can't wait to hear what you think. Shana and Dana, welcome to the 12th House Podcast. I'm so happy that you're here because I'm obsessed with both of you. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you oh. so much for having us. We, Since the moment we met you, we feel so kindred to your spirit, all of us projectors in one little love triangle. So thank you for having us. It's my absolute pleasure. I know I love to meet other projectors who also get shit done. Mm -hmm. Not like that productivity is the most important thing in the world. It's not. But I just love seeing people who truly live in their design who also have found a way to like make big, beautiful things. And I feel like both of you are such an excellent example of that. Oh, thank you. And honestly, I feel like once projectors find their thing, then they just can't help but be really efficient mm -hmm. and get shit done and build that thing up and share it. It's just, we call it building your lighthouse in our analogies, mm -hmm. but it is this just projector flow zone where you can look like you are the, you work the most out of everybody that you know, but really you're just so in love with what you're doing. It doesn't feel like work. And then of course there's things that do, but yeah. So I resonate with a, being a projector and not wanting to work ever my whole life, and then B, <laughs> finding my thing and wanting to work all the time. It's it's yeah. like this this whole flip. Yes, that is exactly it. And honestly, like I kind of felt very alienated by the human design community who told me I needed to take naps all day and mm -hmm. only work for like two to four hours a day. When I felt so tr like with holisticism, I work on the weekends. I work early in the morning. I work late at night. I just like work when I feel excited to work. And often that's a lot of the time. And I kind of feel like I'm being naughty. Do you guys <laughs> feel that way? Yeah. Well, totally. it's so yeah. interesting because 
I can't tell if I work more than anyone I know or if I work <laughs> less than anyone I know. I like gen- it's one at either end of the spectrum. Like there's tell. no telling I where we are. I can't tell because I'm constantly, you know, like I wake up in the morning and from my bed, I'm creating content or answering emails. And, you know, on the weekend, I'm like on a boat with my friends and then we call and like do a business meeting. And like, it just becomes an expression of who you are. And those Mm. limits and those boundaries and those borders that we can really feel bounded by, they kind of Mm. ease up and you realize like there are naturally these boundaries, but there are no limits. And that is something with human design, like a lot of the languaging when you first come into it, it can feel very confining. Like it's boxing you Mm. in. And I think astrology in general, you know, any system that's telling you who you are, you can feel like, well, wait a minute, I have free will. I am my own person. I get to create my life. So we really feel passionately about resharing human design and reframing it in a way that is absolutely liberating. It helps you understand kind of the essence behind what it's saying without all of the limits Mm. and confinement. Yeah. Yeah. And I do want to say that in regards to working two to three hours a day, it's all about understanding what's work for you. If you can write, you know, 10 blog posts in a day or 10 email, like marketing emails, and you could just go, go, go. And that feels totally effortless and expansive for you. That does not count in that three to four hours a day. It's the things that you're like this, I'm counting the hours. I'm counting the minutes. I'm staring at the clock while I'm doing this. I'm exhausted by this thing. Those are the things that, okay, you know what? Just start setting a timer and limit those to two to three, three to four hours and all the rest, just flow with it. Go with it. If it's expansive, go with it. I've never heard that. And that was so liberating to hear. And I've talked to so many human design readers and so many projectors. So thank you for saying that because I will speak from the eye. I feel out of integrity sometimes because I'm like, yeah, I'm a projector and I'm like, I really like when shit's easy. Mm -hmm. Like I love doing easy shit. I'm really good at making things easier than they have to be. And also on the flip side, making things harder than they have to be. So I like kind of have to always figure out, ask myself, how can I make this easier? I want to make this easier. And also I feel like, yeah, I work a lot. And I also hide that I work a lot sometimes Mm -hmm. because I don't want people to think that I am, yeah, just like obsessed I don't know. (laughs) Like I don't have balance. Do you feel, do you ever feel that way? Like that you're unbalanced sometimes? Well, so it's interesting because obviously we're a part of your cusp emails. And so I see all the content that you're constantly creating and offering. And you're so expanded by all of the things that you're doing. And, you know, from an outsider's perspective, it can feel like, like, damn, she never stops working. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) But then it's like, well, if that's something that is lighting you up and it's effortless and you can flow. Amazing. Go for it. Do send out 20 emails a day. Like it doesn't matter. Right. But if it's draining you and you're forcing yourself to do it because you feel like you have to right? that's where it's like, okay, two to three hours. But I do want to say with the balance thing, I think whatever your thing is that you're super into, it's going to feel like am I out of balance? Cause this is all I do. All we do is talk about human design, right? All <laughs> we do is create things around human design and do readings and trainings and products. And like, it's literally, and everybody in our lives, it's like, oh, well with your design, blah, 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 blah. Or, you know, we really live it too and help mm-hmm. our people live it as well and our employees. And so, you know, human design is We do sometimes I feel out of balance, like, oh, wait, there's also other things brunched (laughs) and like, yeah, other things things. that you do other than human design. So 
yes, I, I hear that unbalanced side, but I think as long as you're in that like flow zone where just mm. you're creating and you're feeling expansive and inspired and you're getting to use your, your gift of sight, basically looking into mm. something, having that just kind of aha and being able to guide and give advice and teach people that it's the balance is more so about, are you being honest with yourself or mm. are you forcing yourself? And if you're the majority of your time is spent forcing yourself, then you're out of balance. But if the majority mm. of your time is being honest with yourself and honoring it, honoring what your body is telling you, listening to your strategy and authority, if you know what those are, then I feel like it doesn't matter what it looks like on the outside, right? You're, you're in balance. Plus, it always mm. looks so different on the outside than it does on the inside anyways, no matter what it is, no matter totally. what your type is. Like, we all see the highlight reel, we all see the finished product, and we have no idea what the creation of it was. So it's so much more important to be honest with yourself in your own process and like feeling your mm. own body as a meter. And then these strategies in human design are kind of like this reflection that you can look at to say, do I recognize mm. what I feel? in this external mm. reflection and like, does that help me or not? But really all you need to do is listen to your own body and do what feels natural, which is the most simple thing in the world, but obviously the most difficult thing to execute, especially in this day and age. That couldn't be more true. I'm reading this awesome book by Alain de Botan, who's a, a modern day philosopher, and it's about living a more exciting, enjoyable life. And the first chapter is basically just says, stop lying to yourself. All we do is lie to ourselves all day long about what makes us happy, about what bores us, about what excites us, about what turns us on. And as a result, we don't really know anything about ourselves and we don't really know what's true. And mm. that comes from like basically self-hatred because we don't want to know and we don't want to understand ourselves. And also the world doesn't often give us the opportunity to understand ourselves or be honest about what excites us and delights us. Mm. Do you feel like human design is opening up a space for, I think I know the answer. You probably do, but how do you think human design is opening up a space for us to like get out of self-hatred? Mm. Because I think that's what the world perpetuates, right? Is like, uh, if you don't fit into the way that the world is supposed to be, like you have to sort of tamper yourself down and like make yourself small to fit into this because you hate who you are. Right. Just so you can fit into the normal box. Yeah. Does that question make yeah, sense? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> totally. And I love what you said. Literally the words that you were just saying were like honey dripping down my brain because <laughs> it's so true. Like really being honest with yourself and authentic with yourself. And in human design, we have the phrase listening to your authority. So, you know, mm -hmm. really the core essence of human design is that every single person is absolutely unique period. There is no one else that is exactly like you. It's like a blueprint, you know, a fingerprint, you're completely unique. And all of human design, you know, there's this whole mental concept that's showing you how, but there's this thing mm. that overrides all of it called your authority. And that's what the essence mm. of human design is. It's can you become the authority of your own life? Can you feel 100% empowered to know what is right for you? What is aligned for you? What is authentic for you? And can you listen to that 
with like these blinders on from what everyone else is doing. And that is Mm. a radical thing to do in this time and age, because we've been in this mode of homogenization where all of our conditioning is telling us that there is one way to be successful, that there is one way to have a family, that there's one way to make money. You know, we're really, we see this, Mm -hmm. this system that's been laid out before us. And our generation has come in in this time where that system is crumbling. And we're seeing that it, it doesn't work anymore. And we're saying, okay, well then what do we do? And human design is saying, Mm. become your own authority because your path is going to be as unique as you are. You know, on top of that, when you think about becoming your own authority and really understanding who you are, we think of these big life things, right? Like making these big decisions and being your authority, like being your own boss or whatever. We think of these big accomplishments, right? And really what human design is teaching you is, are you your own authority in this present moment Mm -hmm. with this Mm -hmm. one email in front of you, with this text message, with your coffee right now in front of you? Or are you drinking this coffee because that's what you do in the morning, right? It's really saying, are you the authority right now in this present moment? I think Mm -hmm. that that's a big thing, right? Is that people don't know who they are. They don't know what's me or what's my conditioning. I didn't. I didn't know who I was at all. And I remember when I went through this big breakup and shift and I was like living in my best friend's bed basically because I went through this breakup, moved out of this guy's house, had nowhere to go, slept in my best friend's bed for like six months. And I remember saying every single day, I don't know who I am. I know, I know my name is Shana. I know my name is Shana. That's all I would say because I didn't want to keep perpetuating. I don't know. (laughs) And I didn't want to keep perpetuating. I don't know who I am. I didn't want to say those words. So I just said, I know my name is Shana. And I think that a lot of times that's where people are at. It's like, okay, well, if I don't know who I am, you know, what job could I get? Or where do I fit in? What friends will like me? Where will I be accepted? And we're giving all of our power away to other people, to jobs, to bosses, to friends, to social circles. And human design really comes in and says, this is who you are. These Mm. are your gifts, regardless of anyone that you're around or where you were born or how you identify, regardless of anything, all of that's your choice. But this is something that's inherent to you. This is what you're good at. Lean into these things. And they ring so true and they're so Mm. specific that when you hear it, it's like, yes, I have always done that. And why Mm. haven't I leaned on that more? Mm. So that's the thing that I love about human design is that it really shows you a mirror and it liberates you. Yeah. I I find that sometimes, by the way, how old were you when you went through that breakup? I was 24, 25, turning 25. Yeah. So you right before a, my Saturn a life-changing <laughs> breakup at 25. Oh, I also yes. went through like an earth-shattering experience at 25 where I was like, who am I? What am I doing with my life? What like I had no idea and it was honestly the most amazing transformative horrible but also wonderful gosh period of time. I feel like a completely different com- completely different Oh my gosh. Person. Past life. I always say this, yeah. that was a past yeah. life. Like yeah. I am a completely different person. And I mean, I didn't have human design then. And I, you know, stumbled into a job, but I learned a ton about, but through that, that's when I 
discovered human design and it became clear like, okay, now I have to break up with this job that I (laughs) deeply identify with. And I strongly, yeah, I was director of operations for like a major company and I was running all of these different, all like 10 different companies in this umbrella. And I was go, 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 get it all done the per- go-to person. And I identified with that deeply. So then mm-hmm. once I found human design, it was like, oh, actually, <laughs> deep down, this is what I've always felt. I just thought something was wrong with me. I thought it was crazy. Yeah. I thought I was lazy or that I just wasn't trying as hard as other people. And so I just remember thinking like, okay, now I have to break up with that old identity. And now I have to break up with that job. And I did. And it was scary, but it was so insanely, it's like you jump off the cliff and soar, right? So it was worth it for sure. Wow. I actually think that it's really common for us to overcorrect, especially as, I don't know if either of you identify with this, but as maybe perfectionist and being, I think, women in the world in whatever era this is, 2021, Mm -hmm. it's very easy to overcorrect and take the things that we're not necessarily attuned to, that we're not naturally gifted at, and spend so much energy trying to master them that we actually get really good at them. Like I just found out I have ADHD and my whole life I've always created, had to create systems in order to get things done or else like literally nothing would happen. Mm -hmm. And so I'm really good at creating systems and organizing systems and thinking things through, but it doesn't come naturally to me at all. And I'm really realizing through therapy that like, that's because this isn't natural. I've always been trying to figure this thing out. That's why I'm obsessed. It's almost like our shadow, Mm -hmm. right? We like lean so hard into it that it becomes maybe our identity, what we're not naturally gifted at. Did yeah. you find that, Dana? Like, is there anything that you overcorrected for that you're like, oh, no, just wasn't supposed to be doing that? Well, for me, I had a little bit of a different experience than Shayna. Like, I wasn't, she was really like corporate boss bitch CEO, like doing all the things before human design. And right. I was on a different path, like a much more like chill <laughs> and, you know, like doing my thing. But I did have this point where I'm like, okay, I need to grow up and I need to do something. Right. And so I just Mm. looked like, what should I do and what are other people doing Mm. and went into like a corporate job as a therapist and became really, really good at that because I learned it really quickly and I was the best Mm. person there and they wanted to promote me. And so then I had that experience of like becoming really, really good at something new because I've always been a good student. I can learn anything, Mm. even if it doesn't resonate with me, I can remember it and I can ace the test, but it's not who I am and it doesn't bring Mm -hmm. me fulfillment. And so I really got into that, you know, people feeling so proud of you because of what you're doing. And you know, deep down inside, this is all a sham. This is not fulfilling for me. None of this is me. And, you know, this enormous Mm -hmm. pressure of people saying, oh, I'm finally so proud of you for what you're doing with your life and you knowing this isn't it. And, you know, when Mm -hmm. you take this great leap of faith and decide to quit that thing that you know is not right for you, then people say, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm so disappointed in you. I'm disappointed that it didn't work out. So either- Did people really say that to you? Yeah, absolutely. And that for me was a lot of my conditioning was needing to be perfect in, in people's eyes. Like, especially my Mm -hmm. family, like I always was such a good student growing up, always got amazing grades. So I kind of tried to bring that into my professional life too, of like acing the exam, 
but the Mm -hmm. curriculum was not ever something that was right for me. Wow. I think we can all say maybe we're like a recovering perfectionist club over here. Sure. Definitely. Totally. (laughs) Totally. And I think that there's like this side of experiential wisdom, right? Mm -hmm. Of mastering something that you're forced to do, like Mm -hmm. you were saying. And then now it's kind of your thing because you're really good at it. And Mm -hmm. we've seen so many people where, you know, in their human design chart, it doesn't work for them to have, like, it's not ideal for them, I should say, to have structure and super rigid discipline with what they're doing. But they've learned that through their conditioning and they actually help teach people to create structures and containers for them to grow in. And Mm -hmm. it's interesting because now they're incorporating, okay, my personal life and my own internal work, let me allow this flow and play, but I can still use these skills that for whatever reason, my life has led me to learn. And Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that it's bad. It doesn't mean that that's your conditioning. You need to release it completely. It's great. Use your experiential wisdom. Even if it came from a place of conditioning, the real question is, if you're using your authority and this lights you up, great, keep using it, but in a way that doesn't feel so, I wanted to say abusive, but like, <laughs> like you're beating yourself, yourself up with it. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, no, that is, it is like self-harm mm-hmm. when we consistently are out of alignment with who we are. Like when we try to keep ourselves small to fit into the way we're quote unquote supposed to do things, it's like, you know cutting off our edges, like not allowing ourselves to be the fullest versions of who we're meant to be. Mm-hmm. And that's also like stealing from other people, which I don't think that, I think often it's hard for us to be motivated to share ourselves authentically because it's really scary. And for, I think from where I said, a lot of us who are people pleasers, what motivates us is that if I don't show up, I'm stealing from all the people who I could be helping. Like I am taking opportunities and like potentially like the most expansive future away from someone that I'm supposed to teach or help or show the path to. And that can sometimes be a trigger to get into action when we won't always take care of ourselves. Sometimes like if we have a dependent and we haven't been taking care of our health and all of a sudden we have a baby or a a family member who we have to be responsible for, it's like shit. I better start like eating healthy and working out because now this isn't just about me. Mm -hmm. I'm so curious how human design, how we can look at human design from a more communal perspective as opposed to like radical individualism, Mm -hmm. even though that's so much of what it teaches. Because I, I do think that there's an element of like, it's important for us all to be in our working in our design and to show each other that we can coexist with our design. Does that make sense? Totally. And you would say this because (laughs) (laughs) the main energy in your chart, your sun gates and your earth gates, part of your cross of incarnation, big chant creates a channel, both conscious and subconscious for you is the channel of community and is how are we holding space for each other and connecting each other and how do our decisions affect one another? And so it's like, right up your alley that this is how you operate (laughs) a little on the nose (laughs) yeah yeah it's perfect and the other side of your cross is all about planning and details and using your skills to create things that support the collective or the community so right on for you but (laughs) yes I think that with this this radical individualism in a community space it's honestly the most important thing that you can do for a community so Mm. really what human design really talks about 
you know, that we're in this old paradigm, I'm putting in quotes, and that we're going into this new paradigm in 2027. And the last 400 years have been about creating structures and creating community and creating, you know, churches and religion and sports teams and countries and my country is greater than your country, my sport, you know, all these like structures around community that are restricting, right? In some way, you Mm -hmm. can't sit with us energy. And then this 2027 energy that human design is really here to help usher in is all about, okay, but who am I as an individual and me as an individual? How do I coexist with you as an individual? And when I truly am my own authority and knowing who I am and knowing what my gifts are, how can I honor that while also honoring all of that same individualness of you? Mm. And instead of saying, this is my table, you can't sit here saying, okay, I'm a person at the table. And so are you. And so are you. And now we are all people at the table. And what do we want to eat? Right. And not feeling upset that you want to eat vegetables and you want to eat steak, but instead saying, okay, great. We're all at the table. So it's about inclusiveness just as much as it is about owning your own individual mark. And I think that you do that so so effortlessly and so beautifully. You're such a leader in this space of how can we be completely supportive and inclusive and inclusive in honoring the individual, honoring Mm -hmm. how you identify, who you connect with, what you need to be supported and knowing that that's different than this other person that's in the same community. I think that that's really where we're headed and what human design is here to help support you in as you move Mm -hmm. forward. When you said in particular, we're moving into this new paradigm shift, right? How do you guys prepare for that? Because I think that that's a projector trait is to sort of have that foresight. And also, obviously, you're so expert in human design. How do you live with one foot in the present and also one knowing what the future kind of holds for us and how things will shift? Yeah, well, I want to say that, you know, just this time frame that we're in right now, I've had this thought since I was a small child of why am I alive now? Like, why? And, you know, I used to feel a bit overwhelmed by, like, I used to really feel like I don't want to wear clothes. I don't want to go to school. I don't want to drive in a car. I don't want to have money. For a long time, I thought, why am I born in this time frame? And I now realize that my soul chose to be alive in this time for this reason, to help Mm. and to do my part to help raise the consciousness of humanity as much as I can, starting with myself first, to be able to usher in this change. Because the transition, I mean, at least in my own personal experience, I feel that sometimes transitions are like the most difficult and challenging thing that we could go through because we're not Mm -hmm. clear. We're not just like in it, doing our flow. It's this whole crumbling and rebuilding and it's happening at the same time. It's not like a clean ending and a a new beginning. So Mm -hmm. with this change happening and us kind of stepping into our Dharma zone and into our purpose in this time, I definitely feel like the best way that all of us can help this, this transition happen is actually first by starting with ourselves. And it's like really starting with, have you made the changes in your own life? Have you let the things crumble that are no longer serving you, that are no longer in alignment with how your, your highest expression is? Have you done that Mm -hmm. work to shed those things? And then are you really listening to yourself as you create new things and make new decisions? Are you doing this in a way that's authentic for you? 
once you've done that work for yourself, you're able to hold that acceptance for other people and you're able to hold that openness and that fluidity. And in human design, this shift is going to be all about that openness. And like, can you really just be fluid and accept things as they are without having to categorize them, without needing to fit things in that box? So being really open and letting those things flow away from me and coming back to my purest knowing of what life is and how to love people and how to come back to that oneness and that wholeness is for sure my daily practice. Quick little break for our newest sponsor, Open. Open is a digital mindfulness studio for everyone. And I'm so excited that they're sponsoring the podcast because I am such a fan and you know me. I feel like a lot of things. <laughs> Let's just be honest. I'm pretty picky. And when I found out about Open, I was kind of expecting it to be like every other digital mindfulness app and meditation app out there. But when I logged in for my first class, it was honestly like nothing else I'd ever experienced. It was a phenomenal experience. It is so unexpected and delightful. And it's also a beautiful background experience. And I know that that sounds... I don't know, like kind of silly, but the vibes and the aesthetics are immaculate and it makes you feel immediately like, oh, I'm in the right place. I can breathe. Classes are available in the open app and on the desktop. There are fresh classes every day. So you can take on-demand classes or you can take live classes. And when you join the live classes, you can invite your friends to come with you. And then when they join, it actually alerts you that your friend has joined with you. I will find every excuse not to meditate and not to do breath work. And it's totally changed the game for me. Once you get going, it's hard to stop. And, and that's a good thing because I think we could all use a little bit more calm focused, centered energy in our lives. And also as someone with ADHD, I love that opens classes are as short as six minutes. I've never, honestly, I've never done anything longer than 30 minutes because I just can't. You can get started with your meditation or breath work or just morning self-care, afternoon self-care, whenever you want self-care routine. And I've got great news. You can get started with your meditation, breath work, yoga, Pilates, whatever it is, mindfulness habit with open. And you get your first 30 days for free when you join using the code holisticism at checkout. We'll put a link below in our show notes. You can just click through there, but you can also hop into the site at openo-p-e-n.com and type in holisticism and you'll get your first 30 days for free. We're also doing some really fun 30-day challenges inside of the cusp. So if you want to meditate with us and really take advantage of that group sesh vibe, then make sure you're you're checking out the events inside the cusp. It's really fun to meditate together because accountability. <laughs> and, and it's also fun to wave to each other. And Open has this little chat. So you can chat to people and send them emojis. I love to be hyping people up inside of any sort of chat feature. So I really appreciate that. And there's so much more I could say about open, but you just got to try it. Like just truly go look at it. It will blow your mind. And I can't wait to hear what you think. <laughs> so I'll see you in class. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so beautiful. And also so challenging in when there are so many distractions on our in our day to day. My partner and I talk about death a lot. We also have the same <laughs> incarnation cross, which is just a little asterisk, but... Wow. I love that. (laughs) 
Yeah, he's the best. But we talk about death a lot because he has a medical condition and because I have a Scorpio moon. And as much as we talk about it, right, as like present as talking about death and endings and like that none of this shit really matters, you know, really like we were making meaning of things that could be meaningless. And all of this life is choice making right? Which I think that you alluded to earlier, we just got to make choices in our every day of instead of sticking to a ritual or like a routine, actually, do I want to drink this right now? Do I want to wake up right now? Do I want to sit down at my computer right now? What do I, what does my soul want to do? All I'm doing is making choices, but it's so easy to get distracted from that and like feel like the things matter, the making money matters or that having a certain person know your name matters or that, I don't know, being in a certain relationship with another person, that's the most important thing in the world. How does human design think about things like money and and resource and taking care of ourselves? Because I feel like I hear really mixed messages, to be totally honest, in the human design community. And it's kind of confusing. Yeah, well... That's a big question with a lot of different facets. And, you know, the one thing that I want to start off by saying is that kind of at the core of human design, it's showing us that you have this chart, right? And these characteristics and these gifts and these things that you're here to share on the physical plane and the way that you're here Mm -hmm. to operate your human vehicle on the physical plane. But Mm -hmm. that's just one part of who you are. And that's kind of actually an illusion. So human design teaches that who you really are is your soul. And, you know, you may believe that that soul is connected to the universe or life itself or God or whatever it is that you choose to really Mm -hmm. connect with and believe in, but that is our true essence. We are this consciousness, this sacred being that is experiencing the human form. And before you incarnate into this lifetime, your soul chooses every single aspect of your life, all of your soul contracts, all of your design, every gift that you're going to have, your physical form. That's like Picking your video game character, right? It's like, I want my video game character to have like all these cool skills. They're going to suck at that, but they're going to be amazing (laughs) at this. And like, that is, we don't think about that enough. Like we chose these characters, bro. It is crazy that you said that because I just thought about that literally the other day and and scripted it out to talk about on a podcast. Michelle, you are my spirit animal. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways. (laughs) You pick this avatar for a reason, right? But it is an avatar. It is not your truest, highest essence. It is part Mm -hmm. of your human experience. And it's important, right? Because here we are in the human experience. We're experiencing the illusion. We are playing by the rules of the mundane world. And we have to have money. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, we won't be able to eat or have a place to live. So while all of these things are absolutely real, in another sense, they're not. And so human design is Mm -hmm. actually kind of bridging that gap for you. It's showing you, you are not your human. You are this infinite, connected, spiritual being that is experiencing life in this human vehicle with these characteristics. And here's how you operate the manual to that vehicle. I love that. That really helps. Now I'm like, human. Human. Right. It's the human side (laughs) of you. And it helps me a lot because so much of my spiritual journey has been about connecting with that infinite part of me and feeling so blissed out and loved and safe and whole in this very spiritual sense. But then here Mm. I am in the human realm, like filling out a job application, like, you know, not enough money in my bank account for my rent. And I'm like connecting Mm -hmm. with that spiritual form. It's gotten me so far, but like, now what, you know, how do I actually Mm -hmm. 
ground this down into my day-to-day experience. And that's where your human design really comes in. It's like showing you the main thing that you need to know is here's how your energy is designed to operate in the world. Here's how much energy you have. If you focus it on this strategy, things are going to start to feel easy for you instead of feeling like you're constantly swimming upstream on this mundane plane. And then the big thing Mm -hmm. really is making those decisions. It's one by one making a decision that's right for you and aligned for you. And it puts you into this place where all of these things that are meant for you and designed for you by your soul, you're actually in alignment to be able to receive them. So that, Mm. you know, when you're following your strategy and authority and you're living in this place of alignment, you are naturally magnetic. You are naturally abundant. Anything that's meant for you, you will magnetically attract the resources that are needed to support you in that plane. So I really see human design as like, so powerful for that reason is that it grounds these kind of spiritual concepts into the actual physical world so that we can use it to improve our human life and to kind of bridge that gap. Mm. Yeah. So much of spirituality for honestly, probably a millennia, right? If we look at Christianity and, and Western religions is about ascending, right? And getting out of this plane, this whatever, like this human hellscape, as some would call it. But what if we're really missing the point? And the point actually is that this is heaven Mm -hmm. and that the spiritual experience is not ascending and trying to get away from this and being past this. It is like getting even sinking deeper into the humanness of it all and the sweat and the blood and the joy and the laughter and the dirt. And like that is what the ascension is, right? Like that's the spiritual experience is being a human being. It's not trying to sever yourself from your humanity through meditation or whatever, like being holier, not having emotions or feelings. It's, it's not, maybe it's not about equanimity. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's about like the deepest feelings we can possibly feel the most human we can possibly, the most alive we can feel because that's what we're supposed to do. So mm-hmm. yeah, maybe the pain and the joy are equally important to, to sink into. Yes, yes, yes. That pain and joy, that suffering and that elation, that we're here to feel all of it. A lot of spirituality kind of helps you to spiritually bypass a lot of those things. And living this human experience does come down to the present moment, this coffee in front of me, this friend crying in front of me, this gorgeous view at the top of this hill. And what is my body telling me in this moment? Can I listen? And more awareness, whether it's your awareness of right now in this moment of what's in front of you or awareness of what's happening in the collective or from somebody's revelation that they had, that awareness is what is bringing in that new paradigm. Our business is, okay, right now in this moment, can I be the most aware that I can be about myself, Mm -hmm. about my truth, being honest with myself. And for all of those people connected with me, can I be that container or that guide of helping them to be more aware and more connected to their truth as well? Whether you're an artist, a human design writer, a business CEO, you know, a mom, like it doesn't matter. But are you leaning into that awareness is really, I think, the thing that's going to help us ground through this, this big collective shift that we're going through. Yeah. It's so interesting to me. I I feel like you guys are such, you both are such like clear vessels or like light, you shine light on things and in the most beautiful way, you like compliment each other so beautifully. And 
it's this conversation has made it so clear to me that there really feel from where I sit, like there are two sides of human design where there are people who are interpreting it in a completely different way. Yeah. (laughs) That feels like not to be a dick, but just like old news. You have to like more of a box, right? Versus and a box to just like have a cheat code basically to get to the end and like win. Yeah. And from the way that you're describing it, the, the words that you're using, that is so not it, <laughs> at least to yeah, me. Yes. And that sound, it sounds like to you, that's like, that's not the point. The point isn't to just like graduate, right? The point is like to be here in this in and to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Like if we're making choices all the time, then there's a really good chance we're going to make a choice that's not maybe the most aligned or the most maybe correct. But and who even knows what that means? But like, we still have to make the choice. I feel like so many people really get paralyzed in the spiritual space around making the wrong choices. And they stop listening to themselves. And they become so rigid that they lose sight of like, what the fuck this is all here for? Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes, 100%. Honestly, we were just talking about this this morning of how... Of course you were. Of course, yeah. (laughs) Of how, you know, a lot of the traditional teachings and trainings and courses in human design, we do call them like old paradigm human design. And it's because there has been this rigidity to some of the older teachings that, you know, hasn't grown and flowed with. So it's been very stuck and limited and cerebral, right? Mm -hmm. Very like mental concepts that, nope, this is what was taught back in the nineties. And so this is your truth now. And if you don't do it, then you suck. And if you're not (laughs) teaching it this way, then you're wrong. And you know, all of this stuff. And I was just saying back when that was set up, those structures that are here to crumble down if they're limiting you in any way from being an individual, you know, that was back in the nineties and back in the nineties, we thought like we'd have flying cars in 2020. And in a lot of ways, the last few years for Dana and I has been an incredible observation or field study mm-hmm. of seeing how this is actually helping people. All the people we've seen with gate. 37, like what is actually what their experience, all the people Mm. we've seen with, you know, this authority with these gifts, what is actually helping them and what isn't, I mean, we've done over a thousand readings at this point, probably. And it's been this incredible field study to, to witness that. But if we had said, okay, you know what, we're just going to put our head down and we are going to do it this old paradigm way. And we are going to go through the structure and not listen to our authority because our authorities were telling us hell no to that. Mm -hmm. Then we wouldn't be, we would probably still be working our old jobs (laughs) and like, and, and feeling like what's wrong. What's the meaning of this life is hard. You have to struggle. That's what someone told me. So that, and that's what I'm experiencing. And honestly, you know, that's another thing about human design is we've talked a lot about the individual responsibility of being authentic. And then it goes branches off into all these places. So you can also look at your chart with another person, you know, with a partner, Mm -hmm. with a romantic partner or a business partner, anyone in general. And you can see when we are together, we create this new energy. So I like to tell people, like, imagine it like we're all like a color. And if I'm yellow Mm -hmm. and Shane is blue, and then we're together and now we make green and both of us have changed and, and enhanced each Mm -hmm. other. And we are literally this new thing because our gifts are coming together in collaboration. And you can see in that way that it doesn't matter that we're two different colors. What matters is 
is the color beautiful when you come together and really experiencing mm. that harmony? But here's something where we differ. Old paradigm human design would say to use that to find a business partner. So look at your chart and say, oh, I need to find someone who has gate two. And we are right, against like finding that. your perfect path or something. Yes, we are totally against that. We say that it's the most important thing <laughs> to find someone with your authority. So whatever that authority mm. is, am I drawn mm. to this person? Like, do, does it make me happy to work with this person? And that's your only answer. And if the answer is yes, then you can look up your charts and say, okay, how can I understand this person more? How can I have more acceptance for how they work differently than I do and hold space for them and have this dialogue where we both understand each other. But it's so important to start with you being the authority, not human design dictating who's right for you in your life. I love that. I feel like I resonate with that. We have a team of, and Wallace is an MG, Thais is a generator, Janelle is a generator, and they're two, our two community leaders. And then I'm the projector. And then we have we just hired another person who's an MG. She's amazing. But I don't know if we necessarily fit into like the typical business structure, quote unquote, business structure mm-hmm. of human design. Yeah. So that's very, that's really interesting. Although I do know that we, when we pulled our charts together, we have a complete we are complete for as a business. Like you've so got cool. all of the little blocks colored in, which is sweet. Yeah. But I think that you're right. Like you just, sh- you shouldn't just, it's like, you wouldn't go be, if you're, if you're into astrology, you wouldn't be like, mm, I need to date a Capricorn. So I'm just not going to date anyone who wasn't born at the end of December or January. Everyone else is off the table. Like you yes. wouldn't do that. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <That's> so weird. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I mean, really, like understanding your authority, Dana gave some examples, but there's eight different authorities. So asking Mm -hmm. yourself, okay, what's my authority? Let me use that to make this decision. If that's saying yes, to work with this person or to hire this person, great. And we have a really good example of that, actually, because our business is not really, you know, traditional human design, what it would tell you, how it should be structured. Well, you're Dan both I, projectors. We're yeah. both yeah. projectors. But when we are together, we do create a man gen. So when we're together, we are, we get so much shit done and then we don't see each other for like a week or two. Whoa. Because we're, it'll burn it out. We'll burn out really quickly. But, you know, one of our best teammates who works on our boxes in the office, she's a projector and she is incredible at it. I mean, she really is just amazing. And before she came on board, we had somebody who we looked at their chart, but you know, we, it's so weird. I don't know if we're allowed to do this, but we had everyone <laughs> send in their birth times. <laughs> When, we do that too, don't considering worry. considering resumes <laughs> and, you know, we based off this girl's chart and just her resume, we were like, you know what? I think she'll be great. Her chart seems like it'll be great. She's a generator and she was not, <laughs> it was not a good fit. And, and I was reluctant to have a projector in this role and she's amazing. So hmm. it's really like, don't let human design dictate to you what you can and cannot do that again is giving your power away really coming back to using your authority it sounds like human the way that you get you both describe human design to me is more like almost sometimes we can define ourselves more easily by what we're not than by what we are absolutely and we like to tell people all the time like if you're a projector and you want to work this nine-to-five job 
please do it. Like you come first, mm-hmm. you, what you want comes first. And then it's like, okay, this is what you're doing. Now let's look at your human design and find some strategies and mm. some ways for you to really just honor yourself more and give yourself permission to do what feels natural. And that's the word permission is really a big association with human design because we find mm. all the time that people say like, I just feel like everything you told me just gave me permission to do what I already was feeling. And, you know, that is so funny to me and powerful because it's like, we're not really telling you anything new about yourself. We're telling you those Mm -hmm. things that in the back of your mind, it's like, I always wished I could do it this way. I always dreamed that I could Mm -hmm. have a life like this, but I literally didn't think it was possible because of what I've been taught. So we always want to encourage people start with yourself being your own authority and then come to the more cerebral parts of human design so that you can create strategies and allow yourself to kind of check in and give yourself permission for the things that you felt naturally. But what feels natural always has to come first. That's beautiful. You're reminding me that when I first started Holistics, my dream job was to just be myself, was for people to pay me to be myself. And that meant like researching the things I love to research and like telling people about them and just like writing and making content and sharing what I was obsessed with. That is kind of my, that's my job now, which is pretty cool. Yeah. It's so funny. You know, when right after I broke up with my old job, I kind of had the same thing of like, okay, what is it that I want to get paid for, right? And my answers did not make any sense at the time, which were, (laughs) I want to wear a kimono all day. (laughs) I don't want to have to get dressed for anything. I want to drink cacao and I want to connect with like beautiful things and share my insight. And so, and obviously now looking back, you know, we have boxes and they have kimonos and cacao and crystals and also a human design booklet and all this stuff. And it's kind of really come together, but back at the time before I quit that job, it was like, I just want to wear a kimono all day. And I want everyone, I want to give people kimonos out on the street. Like, what is that? I don't want to be Look a kimono seller. Like, I'm not trying to like be at a farmer's market selling kimonos and cacao, but here we are. And it just turned into its, its thing similarly to you. So it's beautiful. Yeah. It's always like confusing when you're in it. Like Dana said, when you're in that transition, because you can't, you don't know where you're going, you can't see. And so it is just knowing that your body is trying to lead you to be in the right place at the right time to have that sight, to have that understanding or idea or inspiration or hear that podcast. So don't underestimate listening to your body's being retracted from that text or that coffee and feeling like, I just want to hop in my car and drive. Mm -hmm. Listen to your body. It's guiding you all the time. Amen. Yeah. I was just writing about the muse. (laughs) That's what it's one to do. I was writing about the muse and then I know we have to hop off because we've already gone over. I'm so sorry. But talking about how like our ideas aren't always ours. Mm -hmm. Like they're not usually ours actually. Like we're here to sort of be the vessel to birth them into the world. And I really firmly believe that like most things have an entity or a soul to them outside of us. And it's just our responsibility to like be the vessel to bring them to earth and to make a choice. Like we don't have, we're not destined to do anything necessarily. We get to choose if we want that to be our destiny. And sometimes we'll say, no, thanks. I'm not ready yet. And that idea or that thing will sort of flit on to the next person. But so much of what, if you don't know what you're here to do yet, I think that like so much of your job is to just prepare yourself to be ready 
for Muse to tap you on your shoulder and be like, all right, you ready to birth this baby idea into the world? And so it's your responsibility to like prep for that. Almost like, I don't know, like many people do for motherhood Mm -hmm. when they take their vitamins and start exercising. It's like, all right, I got a big job. I got to be ready for this thing that is my responsibility to like make material. Yes, absolutely. And I couldn't agree more. And it's, that's such a beautiful way to look at it is like, what am I doing? I'm, I'm prepping myself to be ready to mm-hmm. be that vessel. And absolutely. I think seeing that's been our experience so much with day Luna is we feel like we were just trying to be ourselves more and trying to be more authentic. And we yes. didn't know what that meant or where it was going, but we were nourishing what was interesting to us. And we were spending time with people who made us feel alive and like, whoop, it just came right in. And we, had to do a lot of work, right? We had to answer the call. We had to make big decisions. We had to make big decisions that were scary and that we hadn't seen anyone else do Mm -hmm. before us. So there was a lot of bravery and a lot of courage, but really it was just like answering a call that life itself just fed right into us. And that happened because we were focused on being our best self so that we could receive. And seeing your projects in that way it's so beautiful because it helps us have this objectivity with the things we create. Yes. Like on one hand, you created this. It's a part of you. Your soul is like helping to write the script for this thing that you're sharing. And if that thing fails, it is no reflection of you as an individual and having that Mm -hmm. objectivity and knowing like you are a vessel, you channel this thing. It's beautiful. It's amazing, but it doesn't, even that doesn't define you and you don't need to get your Mm -hmm. self-worth or your value wrapped up in that thing. You can just let it flow and do your best to be clear, to be that vessel, to make those decisions in alignment. Yes. And to make choices for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So often we we misconstrue ourselves with our businesses and what's best for us is also what's best for the business. And that's not actually true mm-hmm. because they're two separate entities, right? Yeah. So maybe let's look at like maybe De Luna, what De Luna wants to do is be a trillion dollar business. And both of you are like, I think we're good. Like we're, we're good with this right now. So maybe like that means that you pass it off to the person who can make it that trillion dollar business Mm -hmm. or not, who knows, but it does kind of like ask you to remove your ego a little bit of like, all right, what are my boundaries and my limitations? What am I? um, And also what do I want? And are these two things in alignment? And that's, I think a good thing to check in with consistently in your work of, all right, if I'm, if I created something like, am I still the right parent for this or the Mm. right partner for this? And if I'm not, then like, how can I make sure I do my like due diligence and get the right person to take this over for me and to like, let this thing be what it's supposed to be and live fully up to its potential. So I can also live like more deeply in my potential. Yes. 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 Having that awareness around your, that separation. I always say like, yeah, we birthed day Luna, but it's like its own (laughs) energy and I'm in my own energy and it's, I come into its energy, but then I go back to mine and creates this sense of like, it's all great. Yeah. Right. Like I'm not responsible for it. I mean, I am, but I'm not. Yeah. 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 It's really, it's really liberating. Mm -hmm. It it reminds me of just of everything, how you both approach human design is like from a place of liberation Mm -hmm. as opposed to the other, right. Which is like being, I don't know, confined, so tethered to something. Yes, exactly. And I think that's what scares a lot of people from being in their purpose is 
or trying, taking big, scary leaps is I'm going to be stuck in this thing. I don't want to be stuck in this job or this business or, but you always have freedom. You always have freedom to choose. You just have to remember. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And you're the person who gives yourself that freedom or not. So really honoring that within you is so powerful too. Yeah. That fear of responsibility is like a big theme that comes in with some of the energies in human design is really being afraid of your highest, most powerful self, because if you did that thing, then you'd be responsible for it. And you'd have to then do another thing. And if I do this one thing, start this one thing, there's 20 more things I'm going to have to do. And we overwhelm ourselves with seeing that, that we just don't even take the first step because it's, it's too scary to live up to, or it's too much responsibility. Whoa. I'm going to need to chew on that. Cause I feel like that we gotta have you back and just like talk all about that only because <laughs> totally. that, and I know your time is precious. So this was so wonderful. And we didn't even really go into the basics of human design because I'm just gonna tell everyone to go listen to all your podcasts. I'm gonna <laughs> pull like the top five best ones and just like put them below because you guys are amazing at teaching human design. And I just wanted to hear your brilliant brains. But how can people find you and support you and like do all the things that you do? Yeah. So you can find all of our offerings on our website, which is daylunalife.com. You can also check out our Instagram, which is at dayluna. And then our podcast is the Dayluna Human Design Podcast. And it's so good. Thank you. I just appreciate for you (laughs) being this conduit and this channel and this guide. And I'm just so grateful that our paths crossed how they did. And yeah, thanks Thank for God having for the us. internet. What's the big product that you're working on right now that you feel like everyone should be snagging? Totally. So we have our channel videos and our type videos, which are the thing that we created because we right now I think are we're booking out till November, maybe even December. Okay, and we're recording this in June, so that's <laughs> yeah, wild, which is crazy. So that's way too long to wait for a reading. If you discover human design, it's like mm-hmm. I want to know all of my gifts and everything yeah. right now. So yeah. we had to figure out, okay, how can we actually help more people without our time? Cause that's so limited. Mm-hmm. So we created type videos that talk about, okay, really understanding your type, not the basics. Cause the basics are in our podcast for free. Check that mm-hmm. out. If you haven't heard anything about your type, but this talks about how do you navigate transition and change and what's your daily practice of actually honoring your energy. So really breaks that down. And then our channel videos go over all of your gifts. So whatever channels mm-hmm. you have, it talks about the highest expression, the lowest expression, the fears around it, how to lean into the highest expression, how to really honor it with your career, your friends, your family, your personal internal world, external world. It Mm. goes into all that good stuff. So that's the really the most liberating thing that we've created because Mm. it's here to really help you be more of yourself without having to wait months and months and months to find that information out because it's you. You're living your life right now today. So yeah, you can check those out on daylunalife.com. Beautiful. Thanks, you too. It's so good to talk to you. You too. Thanks for having us. And that's our episode. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed it. This is our last edition of Meaning Making Systems. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Thank you for, you know, promoting our guests and giving us your feedback and writing reviews. And when we have sponsors participating in what the sponsors have to offer, especially when they're giving away free things, it means so much. If this has been meaningful to you, if this 
any of these episodes have resonated with you and maybe you haven't already shared, like, please do. It really makes a big difference. I know it's so silly to say that, but there's an energetic exchange that happens. And in the age of media, especially digital media, like podcasts and YouTube videos and blog posts, you can upvote, you can sort of say thank you to someone by doing something that's so simple and so free as sharing with others or clicking on links. So because I know we talk about intuitive business a lot on this podcast, I want to be completely candid and, and let you know that that does make a huge difference to us. And we are so grateful every time you share, every time you tag us. It's it's really awesome. We love making it for you. And with that, I will let you get on with the rest of your week. Talk soon. Bye. Bye.